Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Listening to the Big Bark, the podcast for dog lovers, brought to you by BarkingMad.ie. I'm your host, Daryl Bark, and together with my two canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie, I bring you the latest news from the canine world. Each episode, we chat to people working in the canine industry, such as pet shop owners, groomers, behavior specialists, and vets. We also chat with dog owners to find out more about what exactly makes a dog man's best friend. Today's show, we're focusing on the sharp increase in dog deaths across Ireland. And we'll be outlining how you can keep your pet safe and prevent the heartache of losing your beloved companion to opportunist thieves. We have a panel which includes Dr. Tim Kirby from Pepon.ie, also joined by fellow dog owners Anne and Karina, who will be giving their reaction to this topic. And hopefully, we get to meet your dogs also. Let's get the show on the road and. Here we go! Welcome to the Big Bark, the podcast for dog lovers, brought to you by BarkingMad.ie. I'm your host, Sarah Burke, and together with my two canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie, I bring you the latest news from the canine world. Each episode, we chat to people working in the canine industry, such as pet shop owners and groomers, behavior specialists, and vets. We also chat with dog owners to find out more about what exactly makes a dog man's best friend. Today's show, we're chatting about the sharp increase in dog thefts across Ireland over the last few months, and we'll be detailing how you can keep your pet safe and prevent the heartache of losing your beloved companion to opportunist thieves, as well as what to watch out for. To do this, we're delighted to be joined by our panel of guests. We're thrilled to once again be joined by Dr. Tim Corby from PetBond.ie. Hi, Tim, are you well? Hi, Dara. I'm very well. How are you keeping? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just some technical difficulties as always. But you look, these things happen. Uh, we're also joined by Anne, by Karina. And we're waiting on one other to join us a bit later on. Uh, Phoebe will be joining us a bit later on. Folks, how are we all doing this evening? Yeah, good. Good. 
Good, good. And thank you to all of you for joining us this evening on The Big Bark. Uh, it's a bit different to what we're used to. We don't normally do a big panel like this, but I guess given that what's going on around the country, around like both north and south of the border, it's kind of a perfect opportunity to change up. But, so, Tim, I'm going to start off with you. Absolutely. Tim, the sharp rise in dog thefts that was seen particularly across social media in recent months. It's very unprecedented. Would you agree? Absolutely, Dara. You know, I suppose it's, we're living in very strange times, which has also added to the problem. So it's something that always happened, Dara. But again, everything's magnified at the moment. And, you know, there are various causes of it, you know, in my opinion. Um, you know, over the last three to four months, we've seen such a huge demand Again, unprecedented is the word you use, demand for pets. And again, that's matched by probably the fewest and the least supply of pets that we've ever seen as well. So you've got this perfect storm going on there and, you know, that creates an opportunity which obviously allows certain people to jump into and to take advantage of. And Tim, uh, these these people, these opportunists, uh, is it money that's driving them, do you think? Oh, absolutely, Derry. There, there's no other motivating factor there, really, other than money itself. And, uh, you know, what's actually fueling it is people, again, preying on people's emotions and they're turning that into a financial value. So they see a pet as a commodity. And again, if you touch people emotionally, you can extrapolate money. That's a proven technique in life itself. So, again, pets are the commodity in, in, in the, these times here. And again, it's that vacuum that's created between supply and demand, exacerbated by the COVID crisis as well. And again, all coming back to money, Dara. Absolutely, Tim. And I suppose as well, if you look at it, there are a number of sites, which like obviously we all know these sites. I won't name them uh, more so just for legal reasons and for liability reasons. I won't be naming them. But what can be done from a legislative standpoint, Tim, like to try and regulate these online sales do you think yeah i mean Dar, like the way i see this whole space really is you need kind of a two-pronged approach you know you need a top down where you get the government to take some element of accountability and also you need a bottom up where we need everybody to take accountability as well it's just like the coronavirus crisis you know one or the other isn't going to resolve it unless you get buy-in from both ends you know of the issue itself this is absolutely no different as well but if you just sit back and you wait for the other person to move first, nothing's ever going to happen. And that's where we came in. And we started Pet Bond. And since we've done that, there we've got the Department of Agriculture. We've got the government around the table as well. We've got the biggest rescue organizations. We've got the whole veterinary um, community in Ireland around the table as well. And, you know, you have to get engagement. So the first thing you need to do there is you need engagement. You need to listen to people then you need to work out how you're going to resolve the problem. But it is a collective responsibility. As I said, one or the other is never going to do it. So everybody taking some part in it is how we're going to do it. Now, the actual nuts and bolts are of how you do it. I mean, if you look at it at the moment, there are certain platforms. There's just false information up there. There's just, you know, some sites don't even put up the microchip numbers, which is illegal at the moment. Um, you know, the standards are just so low is just incredible you know you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't even accept such low standards for a piece of furniture going online so it's absolutely deplorable to think the pets could be taken from a same 
baseline, which is absolutely unacceptably low. And that's where we're saying, okay, regardless of what stakeholder you are, you have to accept that this baseline just needs to be brought up to a completely new level. And that's really the touch point and it's the starting point that we're using for every stakeholder in all our conversations. With bills to pay and debt piling up, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. Personal loans through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track financially if eligible. Our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget. So check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track. NetCredit, a more personal, personal loan. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information. With fast funding up to $10,000 available through NetCredit, our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus so you can build credit history as you repay. See what NetCredit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. That's great information there, Tim. Uh, Anne and Karina, I'm going to come to you next. Um, I know you're both uh, in the Facebook groups that have been set up recently online. Um, let's chat for a minute about what we've been seeing online. Like we're seeing multiple images floating around different Facebook groups of specific individuals who are supposedly involved in these dog thefts, and many questioning why they have yet to be arrested. Why do you think that is? Um, okay, I think because <clears throat> simply they're so clever, they haven't yet been caught with the animals. They have to be seen with the animal or the pet. Um, and nothing by law can actually be done unless they're caught in the act. I've been on to a number of different Garda stations about this. And it's unfortunate that the pet is considered the same as coming in and taking my mobile phone. They're allowed to take photographs, take photographs of your house. They're using drones. They're looking in your back gardens. They're watching every moment. They're waiting to catch your your pet. So they're, people are terrified, absolutely terrified in their homes at the moment. They can't go for a walk. Um, and a lot of women would have a dog for company and they're not able to leave their homes. And they're ter- now we're protecting our animals. Now, it's, you know, I, I have spoken to the guards and there's very little, but they are doing an absolutely amazing job. I, I, you know, they, they're doing their best, but because of the legislation and the penalties that they get, it's so low, they're going to get a slap on the wrist and they're not getting caught in the act. So they're working in cells, you know, basically all around the country. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 my hands are tied and we're all feeling except very, very helpless, bar what we can actually do within our community and on Facebook and following them. And but it's not just maybe one couple that we might be discussing here, there's multiples. So now every time I'm driving, I'm, I'm, I'm watching every, I'm watching all the number plates and it's actually very distressing. So we have COVID and now we've got this and it's, it's very, very stressful for people. I'm listening to it from everybody from West Clare to um, East Clare. Absolutely. And I completely agree. It is, um, it's definitely adding to the stress that's been there, uh, like, with COVID and all, and all the restrictions that have been in place. And now you have this, you're constantly watching it properly. Karina, what's your thoughts on this? I basically, it's along the same lines as Anne there, like we've had 
uh, incidents where two of my friend's dogs were robbed out of the guard. Now, we've got one of them back. And unfortunately, the guards can't really do much. We've been in contact with guards. We've been in contact with rescues, vets. They really all can't do anything until they've been basically caught red-handed with the dog or anything else. Now, we're still in look for the second dog, which we're not getting very far with. Like, even on the platforms of Facebook or any social media, Instagram, it's gotten as far as TikTok now. Any of these, even young people who might be on any of these social media, they do try to get involved. But at the same time, it's it's easy to say, all oh, right, I've seen this similar dog and all these for sale sites to be having similar dogs. It's putting very bad nerves on people being like, well, that could be my dog. And we're reporting these ads and we're reporting this. But it's gotten to the stage of... Um, uh doing petitions and reporting these ads for the safety of our animals which has gotten beyond ridiculous because we should be free to have our animals out for a walk have them out in the garden to be able to take them anywhere to the beach and it's gotten to the stage you can't even let them off the leash we cannot leave them unattended it's gone to the point of you have to watch for everything that's in your garden maybe be a cable tie on your fence or a mm-hmm. stick on your wall and that's out of completely and that appeared out of the blue Everyone has everyone so paranoid. Any dog that's posted on social media is that could be anyone's dog. It couldn't be true to whatever you're reading about it. So to be honest, anything you see, I feel like is right. That could be it. That could be this dog. This could be it. And it's gotten quite nerving to even think about what's happening to the dogs that are never found. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I actually, uh, contacted the Garda Press Office myself there yesterday uh, for a statement actually on this. Now, what's very surprising here is that uh, I'm going to read out the statement here. Uh, Angarda Shirkana is aware of the significant social media activity in respect of the theft and loss of dogs in recent times, including on our own social media channels. Angarda Shirkana has not, however, recorded a spike in recorded activity on the theft of dogs during the first half of 2020 compared to the first half of 2019. During the first six months of 2020, there have been 41 incidents recorded compared to 38 incidents in the same period last year. So whether it's a case that, I don't know, like people don't, are they reporting it to the guards or, like I know there are a lot of people in Ireland who they, they have the opinion that there's no point in reporting it to the guards because they believe that the guards won't be able to do anything. But at the same time, like Tim, I, is, I assume you'd be in agreement with me here. If your dog is taken or if your dog was missing, you should be reporting it to the relevant authorities. Absolutely, Darry. I mean, that those statistics, you know, that's fine. If they are what are on record, that's fine. But it's how many are actually measured and reported. Clearly, you know, they're not. Because, you know, everything... It's, it's, you know, anyone walking down the street would tell you that there's more actual cases than that. So that's the reality we're living in, where we know that the figures are greater. Yeah. Um, so again, it's just culture. Dara, the people just need to have the confidence to go and report it, because if you don't report it, number one, it's not going to be recorded. And number two, if it's not recorded, it's never going to be addressed. So if we had the real statistics around it, then, you know, you can measure it and people would be more inclined to sit up and take notice and then the awareness of the whole issue is heightened again. And that's very, very important. You know, if you don't increase the awareness, you can't educate people around it. Number one, educating them how to take care. And number two, 
then educating them about the wider issues and what are actually happening to their pets afterwards. So we need to get real about this, you know. And if your pet is taken, you have to report it. You know, it shouldn't really be optional. You know, you should have to do it. And that's critical here. And again, it comes back to the people, Dara. You know, buy-in and accountability from us as citizens. Because the other question then is what happens to these pets? Where are the outlets for these pets afterwards? You know, it's very, very clear where the pets are being connected from being stolen to another member of the public buying them. So, you know, there's an obvious progression and a sequence of events that happens there as well. And that has to be addressed and confronted. So kind of turning a blind eye and say, oh, the stats are actually very low. They're not. The reality is much different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can even see it on, like, the on Gardaí O'Connor's own actual Facebook page. Uh, even look at one that happened down here in Limerick. There, it was actually yesterday afternoon. It was reported, but on July thirteenth, Gardaí from Castle Connell driving uh, station were following up on reports of suspicious activity on the old Dublin road. Uh, they spoke to two men who had two male Springer Spaniel dogs in their possession. And uh, when they inquired about the ownership of the dog, they Two men were unable to provide information that the guy was satisfied with, so they seized the dogs. Uh, one of the men then actually came into Henry Street Guard Station and produced what the guards believe was fraudulent documentation. And let's see, I'm not sure what happened there. Sorry. And let me just see uh, what else. So they uh, had one of the dogs scanned, and one of the dogs had a chip, and it was brought to an owner in Cork, uh, the dog's name was Jake, and Jake's owner said the dog had gone missing on the 24th of June, and he was absolutely thrilled to get Jake back because he had lost all hope that he had been gone for so long. So, like, that's just one case, and, like, we see many other cases. I suppose the most famous ones that everyone knows about online right now are the two, sp- uh, the two Springers, Topsy and Toby. Like everyone across the country at this age has heard of these two dogs. Now, I believe Toby has been reunited with his owners, but Topsy is still missing. So, again, like it's it just does go to show you when you even have like these examples when you have the groups on Facebook, and these groups are fantastic for creating awareness and for notifying people of what's going on. Um, but like I, I do think probably more needs to be done at the same time as well. And definitely I do think like people should be reporting any instance that they see to the guards because the guards can only do like as well what they have like what they've actually been informed about. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think as well moving on there. So what we've actually seen as well and something that's been discussed uh quite often online is um Houses are being marked by different coloured chalks as well as cable ties to signify if there is a dog there actually that is worth taking. Um, and Karina, just coming to you both there for a moment, uh, you both obviously seen this online as well. Have you experienced anything or do you know anyone who's experienced anything of this sort? Um, well, from... Um... Look, it's, it's a case of, I just want to just go back to one point that you commented on there, Tim. I just want to, you mentioned the numbers, if I don't, if I may, the numbers with, that have been reported. I mean, there is, I disagree with the statistics that we're getting. The country is on high alert 
it cannot be approximately the same as last year. It's it's absolutely, I mean, people are terrified. And there is an awful lot of suspicious activity. We had it ourselves where I live um, and the vans pulled up and they looked into people's gardens. So two vans. So, you know, they were reported. So it's it's terrifying to know that they're not coming into your home to steal a TV. They're coming into your home to steal your beloved pet. So I haven't experienced somebody whose dog has gone missing, but every dog that goes missing could be my dog. So I feel for them and I'm on I'm on board trying to find owners searching and it's becoming a little bit obsessive, but it's because our pet is or pets belonging to people is are their family. So, uh, you know, with, between CCTV or, you know, talking to detectives of what we can do with our homes. I haven't actually seen anything myself, but I can see it every single day on Facebook, three and four and five times of things happening every single day. This is not like last year. With fast funding up to $10,000 available through net credit, our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus so you can build credit history as you repay. See what net credit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All net credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. It is not. Definitely not, and I'd be one to actually... I was even questioning those um, statistics myself uh, with the Gata press office. Now, whether it's the Gata press office hasn't got the correct information, I don't know. Or, again, is it just a case that, like, I like I, I don't know where they're getting the figures from, but um, it's definitely a huge increase on last year. And like you touched on earlier, Tim... Um, it's a case that people are like seeing the opportunities or seeing that there's, I suppose, very little dogs to actually be got during this and are, they're taking advantage of that. A hundred percent. You know, people are just exploiting the actual situation that, that we're in at the moment, you know. Um, like we had somebody call us through and he said, he said there was a, a girl driving around Dublin, you know, with a Shih Tzu going like door to door selling it. It was almost like an online auction. She was running from her phone. Like, the, I mean, crazy stuff. You know, it's, it's kind of that bad and you're thinking, okay, the poor little pup, you know, just for its welfare going around Dublin in a car all day, being presented to different people. I mean, you know, where do you start with that? Well, clearly we know where to address that issue, you know, so that that's fine. But that's just symptomatic, you know, of what's going on in the wider scheme, that the vacuum that's there between the supply and demand is going to be filled by certain people. And again, the motive, as you said, is just financial. So puppies are the pawns in all this, you know, and the people, you know, emotionally people are being destroyed. Financially, they're being destroyed by it as well. And it just goes on and on. But one thing I would say there is anyone that gets a pet, particularly puppies, you have to question where you're getting it from. Because if you don't, you're just contributing to the problem and you keep that cycle going on. And the people that are in that space just keep growing. And that's the problem as well. So people need to take a step back and very, very carefully, very carefully consider where your pet is coming from. And Tim, just want to touch on as well, a number of posts have arisen online as well of dogs who have actually, especially in the last week or two, dogs who have actually had their microchips removed. Mm -hmm. Now, 
everyone will know that the chip for a dog is generally located at the back of the neck between the shoulder blades, correct? Correct. But how is it that they're able to get the, uh, like, how the scanners even, like, for detecting the microchip, how they're so readily available? I know they're available online. You can see it on Amazon. You can see it on eBay. They're very readily available. But surely something needs to be done in, in regards to that, that they're, they're so, this equipment to remove the to remove these dogs are so readily available. Um, something needs to be done about that too, then, doesn't it? Absolutely, Gary. I mean, first of all, just the, just on you know humane level, I mean, something to remove a microchip like that, prob- without anesthetic, I would imagine, it's just barbaric. That's it's depraved, absolute depravity, nothing short of it. Like the pain inflicted on that dog, and I'm sure there's other dogs as well, you know, you couldn't measure it. So that gives you an inkling to the mindset of the people that you're dealing with here and, and their associates as well. And, you know, for them to acquire scanners is very easy. Again, that should be made more challenging. It should be restricted, but it's not for various reasons. Against commercial interests, Dara, that the more, you know, vested interests and in people that can do scanning, okay, you know, again, it comes down to finances and motivations around that. Even the microchips themselves, you know, we're seeing there's a huge dilution in the accessibility to microchips even across society. So, you know, we're heading to a point where probably anyone can put a microchip in a dog is, is the way things seem to be heading is, again. And again, they should be privileged tasks, you know, and privileged procedures. Now, I'm not saying it should only be vets that should put microchips in, far from it. But what I am saying is it should be restricted to a very limited number of people under very controlled circumstances that can do it in the first place. Because if you do that, you can have some control over it. And again, we've lost control over certain things in Ireland, just particularly in relation to animals, pets as well in particular, where there's procedures that people can do, you know, with very limited controls over them. And again, it's the kind of acceptance that you look, it's only pets, it'll be okay. And that kind of lazy, that kind of lazy affair attitude really, I think has got us into a lot of the predicaments we're in at the moment. And again, this scenario here, I mean, this really is the, the lowest of the low where you could remove a microchip from a, a dog like that. Like I've never seen anything as horrific, the wound on the dog's neck even. I mean, if you did it surgically, Dari, sometimes you'd find, you'd struggle to find a microchip, you know, under anesthetic for various reasons because it can move, um, you know, it can be encapsulated in tissue fibrous tissue grows around it and you'd have to dissect around it. So to consider doing that without a general anesthetic, you know, is just beyond belief really. It's it's just depraved is the only word. Absolutely. And yeah, uh depraved I suppose is one word for it. Um just touching as well, I suppose not all dogs, I suppose when dogs are taken when they're stolen when it's quickly realized that the dogs are of, I suppose, no commercial value, then it goes to the other side of things. It goes to the illegal dog fighting that's going on too. It's um, it's all obviously it's all on the ground, but it, it's well known that it's going on in certain uh, society circles across Ireland. Um, again, like Tim, like uh, and like Anne and Karina as well. Like, I suppose like this is something else that has been seen online as well. Like and it's something that's like really shocking and like I wouldn't ever wish for it for my own dogs to go through anything like that. It's just it's horrific. 
I find it really difficult even just to think about it. You know, I find it, you know, it's just, and how that's still continuing is beyond me. Yeah. It's, it's Absolutely. terrific. Absolutely. Yeah. But it comes uh, back, doesn't it? Like it all comes back to the same motivation, financial. You know, it's nothing other than that. So, you know, taking out a microchip without anesthetic, it doesn't matter. You know, just stitch it back up yourself, put the dog in, start fighting and get what you can out of it. Again, it's almost, it gives you just a, a taste, really, of the mindset of these people you're dealing with. But it's so, again, it's just there's, there's no obstacles in their way to do it. Um, that's partially the problem as well. So, you know, there are certain things that need to be addressed there, you know, to make it more difficult for, for all these things. Just as you said, Dara, accessibility to scanners, who puts the chips in, um, how did people get access to these dogs in the first place, you know, a whole array of issues, but they, they can't be dealt with. That's the, the take-home message for me anyway. Absolutely. And just to point out there, I popped up a comment there that came in from one of our viewers on YouTube. Uh, anyone who's watching, feel free to send in your comments, uh, your thoughts on this. Ron Boyle has said, at a recent spate of tips, it's disgusting and what is needed is a solid plan of action to address this major problem. Tim, I know with Pet Bond, this is definitely something that you have been doing to address the, uh, the sale of dogs online. And this is something that you have worked tirelessly for since setting up Pet Bond to make sure that you're working with reputable breeders and all good, like uh, welfare, animal welfare societies as well. Absolutely. Dara, you know, and a pet will never be able to come onto our website until we can verify that this is the legal owner or the breeder of the dog. So, you know, that's unparalleled. It's unmatched in Ireland or in the UK and even in Europe, actually, um, to that effect. So, again, it's all we can trace everything back. We're 100% sure before we ever leave a pet on. You know, we have a lot of cooperation with vets around the country as well. We do various intelligence and inspections as we need to do them as well. And again, you know, the health and welfare, that's what it's all about with the pet. But like I say to everybody, behind every pet, there's a person. So you got to understand the motives of the person. Why is this person, why do they want to upload the pet in the first place? So that's where we need to do the checks and balances. And again, making sure that it's being done properly to benefit the pet. So again, making sure that puppies are socialized is paramount because you don't get that opportunity again in their lives. And again, to make sure that they're healthy puppies, because if they're not, they're going to run into so many problems down the line that shouldn't happen in the first place. So prevention is always better than cure in my mind. And that's something that we really, really stand by. And we something we espouse through that bond. And we work very closely Dara, with a lot of the big rescue organizations as well. Dogs Trust, um, you know, they've endorsed us publicly. We're working with the ISPCA and we're really raising the standards for anyone that does decide, okay, we want to get a puppy. That's fine. But we're making sure that it doesn't come from the misery that's propagated by puppy farmers and some of these people that are involved in some of the activity we're seeing at the moment as well. So good people can thrive. Healthy puppies and happy puppies will find good homes, but not at the expense of their health and welfare. And thanks very much for that input there, Tim. And thanks again to Ronan, uh, Ronan Boyle, who uh, submitted his comment on YouTube. Uh, I just want to get some final thoughts before we wrap up here off our panel uh, and some final thoughts from you. 
Yeah, um, well, we have been discussed. I mean, I, it's just with regards to, you know, why they're doing it. I mean, as it is a commodity, not regarded as a pet and, and property. Um, how do we stop it? Um, how do we, you know, have some protest or we have we're signing petitions we need to get in touch with our councillors, which I've done. I mean, I know Councillor James Brown um, is trying to do something with regards to the legislation change and as it not to be property and to be a pet, which hopefully that will go through. But I think we need to push it and we need to be talking to all our councillors and anyone that will listen with power. And I was speaking to my own local councillor as well. But if everybody can do this. They, I mean, I spoke to one councillor in particular and he hadn't heard anything about it. I couldn't understand how he, he, he couldn't have heard anything about this. This is everywhere. But he did follow it through and he is following it through because he's been contacted. So if we can change some, start with the, leg, the legislation and the demand, the demand people buying, you know, the demand is there um, and that needs to be legislated as well. So... It's very, very difficult, but I do think we need, I mean, we're on our wits end and we're living on the edge really now at the moment. I know a lot of people, uh, including yourself, Karina, and your, your friend, um, it must be horrific. So if we can all, I think, get in touch with our councillors, because I'm not blaming the guards, uh, they're doing their best. But if their hands are tied, what can they do? So we need to, we need to help them get this legislation passed. Thanks very much for that and great talks there to close out. Uh, Karina, final talk from you. Well, during all this, I guess it's the main things of, you know, to keeping your pets safe. Just make sure they're nurtured for their own health, for their own safety, so they're never to be used for breeding. Making sure they're chipped and, you know, on your daily, or sorry, monthly, should I say, booster vaccinations, always make sure your chip is still registered to you that the information is always updated if God forbid you moved or mobile phone number changed and just keeping an eye out for everything that's going on as if nothing's going to be done about it that it's only going to get worse and that's the worst part about it and that our security is basically our safety and security is out the window like these pets they're our companions they're our family there's no regard for their feelings or emotions either they do have they do feel pain just as everyone else and it's just ridiculous how far this has gone and i hope that with great power with social media and everything else that can be done that the sale websites will put a stronger system in about putting animals up for sale and that if someone is looking to get an animal to please go through rescues where it's monitored heard where our home checks are done where everything's done properly as god forbid if anyone's missing an animal social media probably be the best way to go about it and just for great hope that this somehow narrows down that there'll be a bigger enforced uh, penalty for all this that's going on but as that's all we can do for now until we get more information more power to do and more and thanks very much for that, Karina. And my own talk, I suppose, um, something I've done myself is invest in a cheap enough security camera. It's one of the little wireless ones that I uh, picked up on Amazon not so long ago. It only cost me 30 quid. Uh, have it up on the outside in the front porch, and it's connected to my phone, so it connects to my Wi-Fi, so I can just look in on my phone, and if there's any kind of suspicious activity going on, like I can just 
see on my phone and it's recorded up to the cloud and everything. Talk to you and it's a, it's a safe um, piece, bit of peace of mind as well. Uh, Tim, uh, just come to you for some final thoughts uh, from you and from Pepant. Yeah, I think Dari, the first thing is just awareness. So the more awareness that's out there, the more vigilant people will be. That's the first thing. And I think the second thing is for everyone that's in the demand side of the pets at the moment, so looking to get a pet, you have to ask yourself, where am I getting my pet from? Because if you look at those springers, you know, somebody just driving into a car park to pick them up, you know, straight away, you should realize that that's not the way to do it. The only place you should ever pick up a pet is from a breeder's home or a rescue center. So they're very defined areas. Nothing other than that is acceptable, really. So again, that's something people can do. Every single person that gets a pet can do it. So, you know, I don't really accept what a lot of people say. It's just, it goes on. It goes on because number one, you know, if you're not taking that element of responsibility, which is within your power, if you are looking for a pet, then the actual supply with those people that are doing it for, you know, all the wrong reasons and stealing pets, again, raising the awareness about those people will put that out in the public domain. And again, it gives the enforcement agencies, again, more scope really to tackle the problem and again, to address it as they need to do as well. So again, it's like I said at the very start there, it's a two-pronged approach. You've got to go top down and bottom up and then in between you can reach success. Thanks very much, Tim. So that's all the time we have this evening. Uh, Tim, I'd like to thank you, Tim from Petbond, for joining us. Be sure to check out petbond.ie. Fantastic site. And if you're looking, as Tim said there, to adopt or looking for a new dog, go to Petbond first. Petbond offer great advice. And Tim will be sure, Tim and team will be sure to help you if you do need, if you do want to get uh, a new dog, and they'll be sure to offer great advice. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Phoebe was unable to join us. She got held up. But I'd like to thank Anne and Karina for joining us this evening. Uh, guys, thanks thanks very much. And okay, so that's all. And tune in to our next episode next week. We'll be back next Friday with a brand new panel where we'll be chatting all about this year's Nose of Trolley competition. And hopefully we'll be meeting a few of the participants there. We'll be catching up with some of the more professionals along the way. And until then, don't forget to follow us on social media. On Facebook, we're on facebook.com forward slash Ireland. Twitter and Instagram, our handle is barkingmad underscore IE. We have TikTok or TikTok or whatever you call it coming soon. So I don't know how to use it yet, but give me time and we'll see. Uh, we're on barkingmad.ie and the big bark, the big bark.ie online where you can listen to this episode in full along with all past episodes of the Big Bark. I think there's like 10 or 12 in total so far. And Tim, you've been on a number of them so far. And yep. we thank you as always for coming back. And sure. that's all for today's show. So as always, stay safe and have a back in mad week. I'm going to just chat to you guys in just a moment once the broadcast is ended there. So just hang around for a moment.